Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. In this weekly show, the Husker Online team will give you the latest insight on Husker football, basketball, baseball, and of course, recruiting. Now, here's your host, Husker Online publisher, Sean Callahan. Hello here and welcome again to the Husker Online show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, Robin Wash, gentlemen, and these are the weeks why Husker Online exists, why the Husker Online show exists. Because where do we even start? I mean, Christmas gifts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are you doing for the holidays? What, what's your favorite holiday side item? No, no, we're not doing that kind of show today. Um, you know, it's crazy to think about a week ago, we had no idea where this was all heading. Uh, Marcus Satterfield then gets on that plane. Oh, yeah. E- even last Monday, Kyle McCord didn't go in the portal till Monday. Right, he did. And You're then right. they, they were in Columbus, Ohio. By Tuesday at 5 p.m., that plane landed in Columbus. God, good job, Sean. And exactly they met right. with Kyle McCord. And I felt by Friday of last week, you felt like he was the guy they were zoning in on based on the other tea leaves and things that were kind of falling around. Blake Shapin goes to the Mississippi State. Um, that's out of the way. Um, you've got Cam Ward, who's at Miami right now and, and always felt kind of like a long shot. It's not done. Not, it's not done, done no. but he's not no, – no scheduled visits to Nebraska. No. Um, obviously. Right. Um, so then Levitt, Sam Levitt, wanted to hear back from Nebraska. They visited with the Michigan State quarterback. Well, he commits to Arizona State. Yeah, and didn't you think when Levitt – when Levitt committed – or even when Levitt said – you know, he told me Thursday, last Thursday – that Nebraska hadn't been in contact with him. That's when I started thinking, okay, this must be, they must have somebody, McCord, mm-hmm. you know. Because um, you want your, your key number one guy here first. Yeah. Because then you, you kind of react yeah. from there. Mm-hmm. Right. And guys, you don't get that long to bring these visitors in. No. I mean, they have till Saturday in this the case. dead period. And then yeah. January 3rd would be the next time you could have a visitor. J- January 3rd through January 7th. And in transfer portal time, that's years. I mean, we're, we're talking a couple of weeks, <laughs> mm-hmm. it is a long but time. I mean, the whole world in the transfer portal could blow up by January 3rd. Yes. So this is the week they got to get it done. Kyle McCord gets to campus Monday. Okay. And he got here yeah, and, he got and here. you're thinking, all right, the, on his visit, things are looking really good and they still look very good. By Monday afternoon, Chad Simmons from on three confirms that Dylan Riola, the Georgia quarterback recruit and commit since May is essentially still considering Nebraska and Hayes Fawcett from on three, both from our great national support team, breaks the news that Dylan Raiola will take an official visit to Nebraska on Saturday um, or Friday of this week. Um, so, so much to go through there because now it's like, wow, could they get two five-star quarterbacks? Could they get both these guys? <laughs> and it feels like it's very possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's trending that way, and there's precedent for this happening. Go to look at what happened at Texas when they brought in Quinn Ewers and Arch Manning in the same yep. class. Yep. And you know, per- yeah, and we're able to basically make it work through full season with having two elite level quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So 
um, this is something that has been done and has proven to be done effective when when managed correctly. So as long as uh, you know the interests between all three parties involved, Riola, McCord, um, and Nebraska align, and everybody's on the same page, you're not going to have any egos bruised or upset or anything like that. This is something that could very realistically work in Nebraska. Now, Steve Sipple, it's been very quiet in, in the Riola camp. I mean, you, I know you, you've got a long-standing relationship with Domica. Obviously, mm-hmm. I've known him for years, but mm-hmm. we still haven't heard anything direct from their camp. What's your read on that? Oh, well, my read is that Rayola will be a Nebraska Cornhusker. I, I would say my read on it is 90%, and that's probably conservative. I think you always leave a little wiggle room in that situation because of re- just the way recruiting is. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's my read. My read is my read is it's virtually done. Because I mean, if he was sticking with Georgia, they would get out in front of this thing absolutely. as quickly as they possibly could. Right. They would shoot mm-hmm. it all down, et cetera. But clearly something happened with Dylan Riola in Georgia about a week ago. We think so, yeah. That changed things uh, yeah. during their in-home visit or, or some sort of conversations with the Georgia coaching staff. And you can speculate it regarded NIL or, or whatever, playing time. There's a lot of ways this could go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but whatever happened changed that dynamic. And then Donovan Riola, the uncle of Dylan Riola, the brother of Dominic Riola, also gets a new contract, one hundred and seventy-five thousand. He got his own NIL deal. Right, he got one hundred and seventy-five thousand yeah, dollars right. raise on his a deal. commission on it. <laughs> Easy. No, I mean, yeah. Now here's the thing. I would, the only thing I say about Donovan is I think it almost gets overlooked sometimes. If things are not going perfectly with with Dylan and Georgia. Who would be the first to know? He's sitting right in Nebraska's office. I mean, it's a pretty good advantage. Mm-hmm. Now he got his raise based on how the offensive line played. And He's making three twenty-five. He'll make five hundred thousand. Yeah, he got bumped good, and that's you know what offensive line coaches should be making about a minimum of five hundred thousand dollars at a place like Nebraska. But, but yeah, I mean, it, I think it helps this situation. I it's it was kind of presented as Nebraska's making a late push to flip. Rayola, I think it kind of worked out organically almost. Like some, like you say, Sean, Sean, it feels like it's more like something happened and Nebraska jumped in said, mm-hmm. okay, well, here's a spot for well, you. Go back to the, the narrative from Georgia, the fact that not only are they not dismissing it, like it's almost begun a, a, a push to where he's running from competition. He's not that good anyway. And usually when stuff like that happens, that means there's actually a real breakup that right. happened to where good someone point. is salty and they're putting out a narrative that – well, we didn't want this guy anyway. Right. That's usually what the, what happens in those situations. Yeah. Georgia was, I mean, from what I could gather, they're pretty stunned, though. I mean, I okay. talked to Rusty Menzel, who is as plugged in with Georgia as anybody. Um, you know, I called them yesterday morning. This would have been um, Tuesday morning. I'm losing track of my days yeah. here. We're tra- we're, or no, Monday morning. Yeah, today me. is Tuesday right now. Yeah, you called them yesterday. Um, and he had not heard anything on this. Oh boy! Like it was, it was, oh boy. and he was heading to broadcast the Georgia State Championship football games in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Um, he's a part of the broadcast there for those games, and obviously there were a lot of Georgia coaches there and other people. So he spoke with more people. Chad Simmons, our own on three writer, was at those games too. So we had two boots on the ground at on three, did yeah, you know, at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium where other coaches were present, including members of the Georgia coaching staff. So. From there, the ball just took off at that point. But, you know, it's this visit weekend. Like, what is the timeline? Will he announce his commitment on the visit, before the visit? Right. Um, I, I can't imagine he wants us to be overly dramatic. 
It would be his third announcement. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know, Sean. Um, they seem to like it. Um, but maybe not. I, I don't know. Just an announcement. Just we're a ready. Hayes Fawcett edit. Yeah, and we're ready. I mean, I, the story's written. I mean, that's the way I look at it. It's not, this is not going to take anybody by surprise at this no. point. Um, the surprise so, already happened. Yeah. And, and our page views and numbers yesterday sure reflect that. Here's the deal. I mean, yeah, I told you, I heard Sunday night, I got a text from somebody close to Dominic that said, be ready for this. So Sunday night is when we kind of, I called you the next morning. I, don't, I didn't know what to make of it. Um, I was kind of on the McCord. I had McCord a lot on my mind. Um, and then this was like, okay, we better, it looks like this is something we have to deal with. Then it quickly became apparent Monday morning, this is something we have to deal mm-hmm. with. It's, it, or it's, it's huge news. Almost seemed like fiction. Like it almost seems like a fiction novel. McCord is, comes in to Lincoln for, an, a, vis, for a visit, and, and, but this five-star quarterback is decommitting from Georgia on the same day, and everybody's saying he's going to go to Nebraska. It'd be a I, hell of a movie. Yeah, it's, a, it's amazing. I mean, I can't imagine what the McCord family's thinking. And it was probably a little disruptive, but I don't th- – th- now what you wonder is can you get them both? That's mm-hmm. the key. Can you get yeah, them that's both? That's the big unknown. Yeah. Is, again, transfers, especially of that profile, you know, they don't need a five-star number one quarterback looking over their shoulder on every rep. Like they want some stability if they're going to move from a place like so. Ohio State. You want some insurances there. Some guys are, would handle it better than others, mm-hmm. though. Some That's guys what we don't like, know about McCord. Yeah, maybe he's not. Yeah, maybe he's not afraid. Right? Maybe like would McCord say, "All right, I'm just going to go to Syracuse, Rutgers, somewhere like that now instead." I don't know. Or is here? Or is Raiola perf- okay with only playing four games? Right. And taking the keys of the car in 25. Don't know. These are things we don't know. We don't. Oh, the other thing you said. We, well, we don't know that, Rob, and we also don't know if McCord has another visit lined up. Mm-hmm. We know he's in Lincoln. We don't know if he's going anywhere else. So that's that's a huge unknown to me. Like, did somebody, as this all played out, try to make a run at McCord and say, don't do anything at Nebraska? You know, like, let this thing play out, maybe take another trip. That That's the other X factor that could really change this if another team jumps in <laughs> on the news of the rail. How much thing. money do they have? Mm-hmm. That's another X factor. How much money do they have? Because Nebraska can, they can make his trip worthwhile. Well, I will say, <laughs> any questions about NIL at Nebraska? I think this week has answered a lot of them. Like where Nebraska is, you've got to have players that are worth NIL, mm-hmm. like for a collective to flex muscles. You can't just overpay guys that aren't valued at what they're at. But if they could get two five-star quarterbacks, McCord and Riola, in a single week along with possibly Julian Fleming, a five-star receiver from Ohio State. He was going to be a three- or a four-receiver at Ohio State. He'd be a number one at Nebraska. Mm-hmm. That would be quite a week in a statement for Nebraska's NIL collective, uh-huh. 1890. McCord's in a good position for a couple of reasons. The market for top-level quarterbacks is good, as mm-hmm. Matt Rule said himself. that He said for top-level quarterbacks, it's $1 million to $1.5 million to $2 million. Now, McCord might not be a, a million-dollar quarterback at some places, but he could be at Nebraska because the second part of it is Nebraska needs it. They need mm-hmm. it. I mean, so McCord, it kind of aligns really well for him. The market's good for top-level quarterbacks. And, huh, Nebraska really needs me. Mm-hmm. They really need me. Well, and for, you know, with Rule mentioning the market for quarterbacks, right. you know, one to two million, if they get both of them, that's 
upwards of four million dollars on two players. I, that's I, that's. I, that's well, I don't know if they pay. I, four. Hey, I'm just Robert, saying they're not. They're not paying two million. I, don't I, think, I, I think a million from a court, if yeah. I had to guess, is yeah. more realistic. I think a million. Yeah. So they're not doing that with Raiola. Well, I don't know. That's the question, Rob. I don't know that. I don't, I don't know. Now you've heard rules as much as I have. I don't think rules big on paying incoming unproven players as much. Even if he's the number one quarterback, you might get him of a legacy player. Right. You might have to pay him. Yeah, you might have to pay him, but not upwards. Or of a path that shows like him to get to where he. What nil contracts in Nebraska are, are generally six months or one year. Rob, you could get me to two, maybe okay. two okay. million. So then look at it that way. They're spending around two million yeah. on two players. Yeah. It's championship-level NIL money right it there. Is. There's oh, a lot is. of boosters, though, that would gladly love to say they were the money behind a guy. Oh, yeah. And they have the money. They are not. They don't got to go looking for the money, right, Sean? No. I they mean, don't have to go looking for this. They money. have the money, but I also think the last week or two has rallied a lot more people to want to support NIL as well. This is good. It's good. Here's why. It, all right, we got, we got to get to a break here. Okay, yeah. then let's, we'll let's go, pick yeah. this Save up. it for okay. segment two. Um, okay. All right, when we come back, we'll continue this quarterback discussion next. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. Hi, it's Sean Callahan with Husker Online. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones and see what we find. Learn more at uscellular.com slash built for us. You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, Robin Washett talking transfer portal quarterbacks, Dylan Raiola, who in Nebraska right now is not talking about quarterbacks. Um, I mean, I, I know I can't go anywhere right now to not, not be stopped. I mean, it's, it's kind of captivated everyone, and we're going to get into that discussion more. Um, but before I do that, this segment of the Husker Online Show brought to you by Omaha Steaks. And there's no better holiday gift for your coworkers, your family, uh, your son, your daughter, whoever uh, that lives out of state. Send them a box of Omaha Steaks, and they've got a great deal right now. Not only are there a lot of boxes right now for 50% off at Omaha Steaks, Husker Online, we're going to give you another $30 off by simply using promo code HUSKER. Uh, Now, there is an order minimum required um, to receive uh, the $30 off, but this is an outstanding deal uh, where you can get a box of steaks, and they have more than just steaks. Great side items, pork, chicken. Get your Christmas prime rib. Um, get one of the many, many different holiday assortment boxes of Omaha Steaks. Not only 50% off, um, but you'll get $30 off as well by using promo code HUSKER. Uh, take advantage of that. Thanks again to Omaha Steaks for sponsoring us here on the Husker Online Show all right, let's get back into the money and the discussion, guys, of the quarterback. Because I think about it, I talked I talk to you about this off-air, Sip. It's so big. I mean, if you're Trev Alberts, you're trying to raise momentum mm-hmm. to get the money for the stadium. If this big stadium project, which is $450 million, but probably more like six hundred if they if it goes with the, the way they want. If you're the collective, you're trying to raise money to up the profile of Nebraska. Well, do you know what didn't help the football season? Uh, the right. five and seven turnover season, thirty-one turnovers, 
a bunch of 13 to 10 losses, a bunch of one score losses. That season didn't motivate a lot of people to want to open up their checkbooks. No, no, this, no, it didn't. You're right. But to me, it represents this. It's Nebraska's showing, and this is Matt Rule just being, I mean, I don't, this isn't very sexy to say, but he's just being pragmatic. Who's coming in? Washington, Oregon, USC, and UCLA. You got to compete with these teams. It's not, this is not, you don't do that with nice little stories. You do that with dudes. You do that, just watch Kyle McCord on tape compared to what you saw at Nebraska this year. Watch it. Just go watch tape of him and you'll understand. Go watch Cam Ward. Those are the dudes that get you over the top. Mm-hmm. I mean, what you saw at Nebraska was the quarterback position drag Nebraska back. You got to get a guy at that position that can lead you forward and buoy your program, not not sink it. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and again, it's getting real now. And I really, really am impressed and praise Rule, Matt Rule and Satterfield and that staff for being very aggressive. It's, it's not playtime, boys. Yeah, you don't raise $225 million of private money by just cute stories. Like, no, you got to go win games. What did you see at, the, at all, Robin, last year that would lead you to believe that what they currently have at quarterback is enough to roll the dice to try to figure it out? With? Nothing. Nothing. You didn't see it, did you? And, no. I, and it, I mean, if you're trying to get to a bowl game, yeah, maybe. Maybe you can get six or seven wins with Chevo. Yeah. But, like, Nebraska's not in the business of playing for a bowl game. Eking into a bowl Especially game. Especially now with the shifting landscape. Trev Al- Albers talked about this. Like, I mean, there's going to be a point to where all this expansion is eventually going to become contraction. And if you're not at the grown-up table, you're going to get left out. Yeah. And so, so Nebraska, Nebraska is doing everything it physically can to make sure it has a spot. Mm-hmm. And so that this is this is a move like that. Yeah. When you go and pay that kind of money for a quarterback, or maybe pay that kind of money for two quarterbacks, five star quarterbacks of that caliber, that shows that you are willing to do whatever it takes to play championship level. Okay, football. think about think about in the context what what Rob just said in the context of Ohio State. Ohio mm-hmm. State lost one game and decided we got to get another quarterback. Yep. Okay, he threw had turnovers in the biggest game of the year. Right, we got to get another. And they one. didn't necessarily say that, but they didn't. He didn't lay, guarantee him anything. They didn't lay it out that he was the guy and you know it's a tough I mean Ohio State ran Joe Burrow off I mean there, mm-hmm. there's always politics with the quarterback position at a school like Ohio State yeah I mean Dwayne they chose Oof. Dwayne Haskins over Joe Burrow let's be clear what happened at Ohio State Ryan Day was asked on Sunday would would McCor- do, do you do you have your starting quarterback for the bowl game for the bowl game and and Ryan Day said I can't say that right now the next day McCord was in the portal that's mm-hmm. what happened I mean, the, the, that position, one thing we got to get used to, it's going to be volatile. That position is going to be really volatile, not every year, but a lot of years. It's going to be volatile. You're seeing stuff that's kind of weird. Like, why'd Will Howard go into the transfer portal? Avery Johnson. Avery Johnson, who hasn't hardly played. Well, he, he scored five touchdowns in one game. This Avery year. Johnson. I mean, yeah, but you're just seeing, well, even Cam Ward. Avery Johnson's one of the best recruits Kansas State's landed in years. Yeah. Okay, I'll get that. Cam Ward, why not stay at Washington State? Because they're no longer in the Pac-12 and right. they're going to be mm-hmm. playing a Mountain so West So he's schedule. off. He's off. Well, and he's going to cash in. Right. Oh, I know. I know. I mean, he's gonna, and what the top programs, I think, are going to do, it looks like to me, is just say every year, we might change. Who's in the portal? We just might just go get him. Mm-hmm. Right? Why, why wouldn't Lincoln Riley do that? If Will Howard's not – okay, if Will Howard ends up at USC, not quite good enough, okay, let's see who's in the portal next year. 
go well, get go get that guy. And yeah. if you mark Why your territory you? that you can afford these play, I mean, look what it's done for Nebraska. Like once word kind of got around that Nebraska could possibly pay what it takes to get a quarterback, they were able to meet with Cam Ward. Yeah, they were able to meet with Kyle McCord. Yeah, all of a sudden Dylan Riola became interested in Nebraska. <laughs> I mean, he might have been anyway, but I see what but you're saying. I'm yeah. saying the when oh people get wind of that money, the money is real. Yeah. And I think if you're Trev Alberts, this is, I mean, it's almost, I said this to you off, it's almost better that Nebraska didn't make a bowl game. <laughs> so the desperation Sell that factor. Sell that Because if, if, let's say they eke out six and six. Okay. And there's a little bit more momentum behind the current quarterbacks because they figured out a way yeah. to get one of those wins they and lost. And they go win their bowl game. Chubb and then they win their bowl. And then, and then, then it's dicey. But, because what you're suggesting is they might do that and then just stand pat. Mm-hmm. And then the but the abrupt ending of the way the season ended, four one score losses, multiple thirteen to ten losses. Ooh, that's a really interesting thought. It, it closed the book so quickly that so you, it, it allowed kind of the wheels in motion to get to where we're at right now. Think about how provocative that is, that that thought. Because if they were in a bowl game, they'd be practicing right now with Chuba and Heinrich Harburg leading the top unit <laughs> while they're looking for another guy. Mm-hmm. Well, and think about this. <laughs> That's, yeah, you're right, Sean. It might be just cleaner this way. Right? What if they yeah. make they do doing bowl practices as we're speaking right now on this yeah, show? Yeah, they would be. And McCord's in town. Oh, yeah. Ryle is in town next really this weekend. And then all of a sudden, let's just throw this out there. Chuba enters the portal. Right. Well, Chuba had a surgery, so he. I don't even know. I, I would assume he would have tried to play in a bowl if they made a bowl. But the whole bowl game discussion would have been. Yeah, you're right. You could sell that. You, that's a pretty good sell that it might be better off that they didn't play. But and look, really I wanted to. I mean, we all wanted to go to a bowl. It's game. hard to say. But all these moves are being made in part. I mean, you're jetting Satterfield all over the country, which you probably could have done if he was. It's just not ideal to be preparing for a bowl and going after a quarterback or quarterbacks to succeed the guys that are in your practices well, right now. Satterfield would be out recruiting all the coaches for these two weeks are going to be now you're right people are going to wonder now sean what's chubba going to do it just i would say right now things have changed i i you know i writing's on the wall there you go if if mccord is in and riola is in how could you feel good now chubba graduates so he's got options he can go he can be a double transfer jeff sims we should say is in the portal um, officially now. Um, mm-hmm. That was last week speculated that he would enter. He's now in. So that room has completely cleared itself out. And you go back to a year Not ago. Not completely because they're still there. Purdy and Heinrich are still yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, it could clear itself out. I could, say, but yeah. Think it about a not year cleared ago, itself out. Logan Smothers left. Right. Heinrich Torres is, left. Heinrich may not leave because he could play another position. Yeah, like they're, even if they take these guys – both of them are not runners, so Harper could easily have a role as a wildcat guy and, and another role in this team. And down near the goal line, mm-hmm. yeah, you could see that. But I come on, I mean, let's not dance around it too much. If it works out like we think, or we, like it could, okay, let's do it, do it this way. Rayola's, I mean, I, I'd just be shocked if Rayola doesn't end up in Nebraska. McCord, we don't know, but if it ends up with McCord and Rayola, Chuba, you would think would would choose another place to play. Yeah, I mean, especially right now, like. He's got the the high school profile. He's got the last name. Like he'll have options. Yeah, he he put, put together some good tape. I mean, Pretty it wasn't good. wasn't perfect, but right. he's got some highlights. Mm-hmm. You know that that shows that what he's capable of. Yeah. Like he'll have out of all that all of, out of all that current group, including Jeff Sims. He's got the best 
ceiling yeah. for another school. All right, when we come back, we'll talk more on the transfer portal because there are some more visitors coming in as well. I want to hit on a few more of those things and storylines to watch. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, Robin Washett. Uh, before we continue transfer recruiting visitor talk, uh, this segment of the Husker Online Show brought to you by Nuts.com. And gentlemen, we, we just got a gigantic gift basket of Nuts.com. And it's like a treasure chest. I mean, it's sitting on top of our office fridge. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you, you could dig through that thing and continue to find something. Yes, yeah, lunch. That's what it is to me. I've got a it's bag lunch. of the pistachios right here. Oh, look at you. And yeah, the uh, chocolate pecan clusters lasted like all five minutes. Yeah, the, bur- the, bourbon, the bourbon pecans are... Mm. The bourbon pecans. Are the real deal. Yeah. Like when yeah, Steve Sipple rips like... that bag open, we don't even need to worry about you ripping the seal. Rob. Break, because 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 they're gone. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You should see you should see when I grab that bag. Sean just like his eyes follow me all the way to my desk. Like how many taken? <laughs> how many taken? There's, there's a limit. Yeah. Simple kind of eats all the dried fruit though. That's your deal. I like the good. Ap- dried apricots. I'm not into those. So good. So, you got Childhood kids. thing. I, my mom used to always buy dried fruit and I loved it. Dried apricots. All right, we got a great special uh, for Husker Online listeners. Go to nuts.com/husker. And we're going to give you free shipping, um, and it was twenty nine dollars more free shipping, and you'll receive a free gift. So take advantage of this great special we're offering for our listeners. Just nuts.com slash husker. Make your order. You'll get free shipping and a free gift as well. Um, great time to stock up with the holidays, um, with with family coming over, events coming over. Uh, load up for your office. That's what we did here at Husker Online. Nuts.com slash husker uh, to take advantage of that great special. Okay, I want to get back into kind of the visitor situation and, and, and what's going on. Because obviously we've hit on McCord here this week, and we hit, we've hit on Riola, But a couple of other transfer portal names are on that visitor list for Nebraska this weekend. Um, Julian Fleming got into town on Tuesday. Um, and then on uh, Friday, another name to, that kind of emerged out of nowhere is Bly Hill from Mount St. Joseph's High School in Maryland originally, uh, but he's at St. Francis, uh, which is a a small FCS school in Pennsylvania. He's a 6'3 defensive back with three years of eligibility. Hmm. Um, Interesting. Very under the radar. I mean, like on three to not even have a profile made for him, which is rare um, to to kind of be that under the radar. But uh, Bly Hill... Hmm. Uh, is a new name that has kind of emerged here in the portal for Nebraska. It's from Pennsylvania. Oh, it's from Maryland. But he, where's St. Francis? St. Francis is in Pennsylvania. Right. That's just That just has Rule, rule mm-hmm. and Cooper written all over it, right? That's what that is. So, yeah, I, yeah I, 
I don't know if there's a huge need for defensive backs, but clearly there is. I mean, they, they, they see this as a guy that they think can help, and he fits more that, hey, this is somebody we can have in the program for three years. Kyle McCord, Julian Fleming, one-year transfers. One-year guys. But this is more of a longer-term guy. Yeah, Fleming could become your number one receiver. This guy is sometimes, Sean, you just add players that you think are good and you don't worry about the position. Just you're right. just add Especially talent. with this staff. Yeah. I mean, they've developed a pretty strong track record of just because a guy is listed on his high school recruiting profile to position, that doesn't mean he's going to be there a year or two from now. Right. So they, they see long-term of how guys can fit in different spots, linebacker, offense, safety, corner. Like there's a variety of spots that can be considered a defensive back. Mm-hmm. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. Yeah, the Fleming thing, too, because we all agree that they don't really have a defined number one receiver. Mm-mm. I mean, I, I just I have a hard time saying that Malachi Coleman can be your number one, that Jalen Lloyd, Jaden Doss can be the number one. Ooh, I'll tell you what, those guys are pretty good. They're good yeah. players. They could be, but, but they're not right now. No. Can you target those guys 12 times in a game? Unclear because they've never been targeted that much. Seems that you just got. I kind of w- would want to see what kind of progress they make in the off season. But I get where you're saying. Julian mm-hmm. Fleming is. I think he had 79 catches at Ohio State in his in his career, years. Yeah. about a thousand yards. Yeah, he, and he's a big body. What I like a big body guy. I mean, pretty big body, six two two ten. Um, man, grown man. Uh, yeah, so he'd be perfect. I mean, here's the deal. He went to play wide receiver at Ohio State. Right. There's no I program think. in the country that puts out NFL wide receivers like Ohio State. And he was, and he played. He was three or four. You know, he was their third or fourth so, option. Think about that. It's pretty good. Think about the room he was in. Uh, absolutely. And he was the third or fourth guy. And this is a Pennsylvania high school legend. I mean, this is a Pennsylvania five-star receiver. Number one player in Pennsylvania in high Number school. Number one player in Pennsylvania. Now, I do my Elante Brown bit. Elante <laughs> um, Brown used to say, best player in Chicago. That's pretty good. That'd be fun to say. You're the best player in Pennsylvania? A little different. Yeah, that's yeah, a lot different. Well, and, and Kyle McCord is also a PA guy. Yeah. Technically a Jersey guy that played in Philly. for, uh, And that's pretty common in that part of the country where kids that live in New York City or live in um, – you know, New Jersey will go to Philadelphia or they'll go to New Jersey. Especially, especially Jersey. Um, I mean, one bleeds into the other. Yeah, mm-hmm. to play football. If you live in New York, you play high school football in New Jersey. In this case, St. Joseph's in Philadelphia is a power that attracts New Jersey kids and players from everywhere to come play there uh, because of that program. So uh, two, two big-name guys. One, um, thing that, yeah, one thing that Derek mentioned to me, Derek McCord, was that relationship with – Rule and Satterfield goes clear back to Satterfield and Rule at Temple. Because you think about Derek McCord was a quarterback at Rutgers. So he's, he's in that football community. And he mentioned – one of the first things he mentions to me is I've known Rule and Satterfield since their days at Temple. That helps. I mean, that rela- a prior relationship can be really meaningful in this situation. And, yeah, McCord was a five-star big-time recruit. Kyle McCord was a five-star big-time recruit. Now his dad didn't play much at Rutgers. Um, but Kyle, big-time player, big-time player. Now the other thing to watch, I think, in the coming days is Daniel Kalen, the current quarterback yeah, recruit. Yeah. And, you know, what he, what is he thinking? His relationship is very good with Nebraska. Yeah. But how quickly did they get on the phone with him when the bomb started dropping on Monday? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Kalen could live with McCord. But the Riola thing is a whole different deal. And it is. You think about all the way back to 2021, these two have kind of competed with each other for Nebraska. I mean, 
Kalen got his offer first from Nebraska. Then Riola showed up to camp a couple of weeks later and just blew the doors off. Had an unbelievable workout, got the offer, and immediately kind of jumped Kalen at that point. And he stayed over the top of Kalen over the entire recruiting process. Then he drops Nebraska. Yeah. Um, commits to Georgia. Yeah. And Kalen and, then gets the phone call and decommits from Missouri. Yeah, to they went to, to Kalen as the kind of the number two guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and but they told him that. They said, look, if if it doesn't work out with Rayola, we're coming to you. And they did. And within five days, he flipped. Right. And so, you know, the human being in you really feels for Daniel Kalen right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Um, knowing just that he's almost a victim of this process of big-time college football right now. And, and that's the reality of what big-time college football is. I was going to say, what did we just talk about earlier in this, in this segment where this show was you don't win championships with feel-good stories. No. Like the in-state kid, yeah, it would have been awesome. You know, kid from Bellevue West comes down, hometown hero, all that. Guess what? <laughs> you have the opportunity to land the best quarterback in the 2024 class and one of the top transfer quarterbacks in the country. Mm-hmm. Tough. That's, yeah. that's, the, that's the business. I Big mean, city. M- McCord comes ready-made. It, to me, it's largely a McCord discussion. It's not. I mean, come on. is a legacy. It's got to be hard to jump in. There's politics. But, man, McCord, McCord to me is the critical piece of this discussion because he's ready-made. He's 6'3", 215. He led a team to 11-1 He can record. run an offense. Yeah, he he's, can, he's your week one starter. Yeah, week one starter. He can make all the throws. He's t- tough mentally. You hear from people at Ohio State that his his expression never changes. He, you don't know when he's up or when he's down. That's the kind of exact kind of guy you need at Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what you're getting, and he's not. A, and he, you know, he's, his ratio touchdown to turnover is twenty six to eight. He, so he's not doesn't throw a lot of turnovers. In fact, the deciding one of the deciding factors when he was competing with Devin Brown for the starting job at Ohio State was Brown made turnovers. He didn't. And by the way, just think about. Kyle McCord going through an off season of competition with a guy at Ohio State, and how, and how, I mean, how mentally prepped. Yeah, how intense that is. It's a game day every practice. Right. I mean, how much? How much did that help him? I I, I got to assume a ton. Mm-hmm. You know. So, yeah, it's this is really exciting. I hope they. Can, I do. I hope for Nebraska's sake they can lock him down. Mm-hmm. All right. When we come back, we got a mailbag. I checked my tweet that I put out for the mailbag, and there was like over a hundred posts. So <laughs> we'll get to all of them. Uh, we will uh, <laughs> be here till four. <laughs> we'll uh, get to the mailbag next. And Abby Barmore, by the way, in Tampa, so uh, she will not be with us in the mailbag. What's going on, in Tampa? As she is out there covering game volleyball. <laughs> so a- Abby uh, got in Tuesday, and and kind of a day off and then wednesday begins all the festivities out there so uh we'll we'll get to the mailbag next you're listening here to the husker line show why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them with royal caribbean you don't just go to the beach you visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in north america you don't just go for a road trip you atv and zip line through the jungle you don't just go somewhere new you rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, Robin Washett. This segment, Steve Sipple of the Husker Online show brought to you by... Guys, Larson Motors. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go for a new experience at Larson Motors in Nebraska City, Larson Motors, one of the Midwest's only 
dealerships with all the major brands in one spot. Finding your new Chevrolet, GMC, Hummer, Ford, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Ram never has been easier. Start your new experience today at LarsonMotorGroup.com or at Larson Motors in Nebraska City. Larson Motors, real people, real deals. Well, guys, we had a lot of questions in the mailbag. Um, a lot of them were kind of joking, like, boy, you guys aren't busy. You know, so there were a lot of more comments than questions. But, you know, great one to start out with is NIL. You know, just how does this all work? Um, I don't understand NIL. This is from Kel, the coach, um, on Twitter, or an ex. I don't understand NIL. As far as scholarships go, is the 85 number an issue anymore? For instance, can't part of the negotiations be we are full, but we will just give you insert tuition for the 2023-4 school year here on top of your NIL money. And, you know, I, I think that's a logical thought, logical question, uh, but there are guardrails that prevent that um, very thing, what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's kind of like the old rule, like if you ran track and played football, the minute you played in a football game, you'd be a football scholarship counter, not a track. Yeah. Um, so football always is going to be the one that counts. And if you're recruited at all at some level by the school, you know, and you sign, like you, you have to be a scholarship guy. Like there's no way to be like, we're just going to stuff them on NIL. I mean, they, they make it very difficult. Now walk-ons. Yeah, it's different, isn't it? If you come in as a true walk-on, right. unrecruited, unrecruited, no visits, nothing, unofficial visits or uh, official visits, then, then there's some gray area, you know, where you can move a guy back and forth, like a, like a Colton Feast, you know, like okay. someone like that a couple years ago. Um, there are guys like that, but that, that's hard to do. Okay, that's a good answer. Yeah, and those guardrails have to be there because there's already so much separation between the haves and haves-nots. It would be a completely different league if you didn't put any guidelines on what you can do with NIL. I mean, the rosters would just be ridiculous at mm-hmm. The haves. Yeah, but like like a hundred scholarship players, yes. hundred ten scholarship yes. players. In effect, in effect, yeah. Good answer, Sean. Now uh, another question from Stephen, and, and you know, there's there's just a lot of logical names being thrown out there in the portal uh, for Nebraska. Etn, a running back at Florida, it's kind of one of those pie in the sky names. Is it pie in the sky? I would say so. Okay. Um, I, I would say right now Georgia and Ohio State are two of the teams in there, and I. Yeah, I spoke to somebody. Why? Why is he leaving? And evidently, Florida doesn't have the type of NIL in place uh, to get a guy. And you know, so I think Nebraska fans thought Nebraska was like the only place where you question our NIL issues. It's everywhere. I think to compete with NIL, it's not easy. Like there, there's a lot of moving parts to running a good NIL collective. But yeah, ETN would be an outstanding player. But I don't think it's realistic right now. Thoughts? Who else? Who else? Well, Prince Lee, mm-hmm. Uman Yellen, the brother um, of Prince Yellen. Um, you know, somebody told you they thought they, that he was in Lincoln. Right. Which, that, that wasn't true. Okay. Um, and it sounds like old Miss for him. Okay. All right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you, that's the thing about this time of year that's really hard. Mm-hmm. You get a lot of people that reach out to you with information mm-hmm. that may not be confirmed or verified. Yeah, and I think we're finding, too, that agents can muddy up the waters, too, and try to use a place like Nebraska to their benefit. Just mm-hmm. hook a kid's name to Nebraska. To get money. Drive get the market up. Right, drive the market up. Yeah, or what, yeah, whatever agents do. So you, see a, you do see 
a lot of misinformation, people kind of taking advantage of the situation. Mm -hmm. So can I say this? That's why you come to Husker Online, because we don't we don't traffic that way. We don't that's not the way we do it. We try to confirm everything. We won't report stuff that's that's not true. We just won't do There's it. There's a lot of dream reporting that goes on. We're mm -hmm. like, you want it to happen, or you're mm -hmm. optimistic, and people just say, let's let's roll the dice. And, right. and you know, if you're Joe Blow under a avatar or mm -hmm. a fake name on Twitter, you can get away with that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You can just make a graphic and say, imagine this lineup, and then everybody gets excited about it, and then they get mad when it doesn't happen. But then right. if it's right, they go back and say, mm -hmm. you were the true insider that put up. Yeah, so please like, credit. So it, it's dicey when you obviously have to use your real name and report for and have accountability. And have accountability. What we're talking about is accountability. Yeah. But uh, another question here was: Dylan Riola going to redshirt at Georgia? Wow. And you know Carson Beck, who was second team All SEC, um, at least as of now, is planning to return. Mm -hmm. He's uh, got another year left, and so he's got another year left. And then you've got Gunner Stockton there, and they lost another quarterback on the Georgia roster. He's transferring to Kentucky mm -hmm. um, okay. from the portal. But yeah, I think the thought was Riola was going to uh, redshirt and play up to four games at Georgia, you know, as a redshirt. Mm -hmm. So none none of that I think played a factor. I don't know. We don't know what played a factor. Something. I don't know. Well, it's, that situation with their quarterback, I mean, and you know, and maybe him coming back for another year did, right. did but that might have affected it. Whoever thought that he was going to go pro, Carson Beck. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, did anyone ever think of him as a guy that would leave early? Not necessarily. Maybe the thought was, we're, we're from the Rayola camp is we're better than Carson Beck, and then they saw him this year and said, okay, wait a second, he's pretty good. Mm -hmm. They had one loss. Um, and he's he's coming back, and he's their guy. And so it could be that. It definitely could be that. Who's starting between Dan, um, for McCord or Riola? And I think we're all on the same page McCord. here. That if they both can't come, it's McCord. Yeah, they're both here, McCord. McCord's not coming here to sit behind a freshman. No. Like, that's not I don't. Happening. Yeah, I don't. I mean, the scenario would be that they start spring practice, and Riola's just – markedly better but he'd have to be markedly better mm -hmm. for that to happen you never know i mean there is i guys i still think there is such thing as competition although all this money and all these politics are sort of they sort of work against that that sometimes where you do see guys handed jobs like jeff sims was last handed, year yeah, yeah it was handed a job but I no, I'm with, I'm with you. I mean, I just want to be clear. McCord would be the guy. Yeah, I mean, agreed. Yeah. All right, got a question here from Cornusker. Um, Husker FB News um, goes on to name Cornusker. How the hell are we going to get down to 85 scholarship players? This and is Sean's area of expertise. Yeah. I, I don't really. You have no choice. Like, you can't just show up on August 1st and be like, hey, we're at 92. Like, <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll let's work see what out. happens. Let's just roll the dice. Maybe they won't know. Maybe they won't know. Like, we're going to be at 92. Yeah. I mean, it's a boat with yeah. only so many seats on it. Yeah, so and, how do they get down? Well, Matt Rule, as a new head coach, has until, like, essentially the end of the semester in the spring to, to at, not ask players back. But they, they can't be guys he recruited last year. They have to be current players on the roster that were recruited by the previous staff and then they can offer those players two options you can stay in nebraska be a student keep your stipend not play football but you keep all the money and you're a student on kind of an early retirement package mm -hmm. 
or you go on the portal. And then you give up your money and your op, your stuff. So there's some medical. I mean, some guys could take a medical. They could do, but the the, sti- the early retirement packages, I like to call it, you know, is you know you don't have to be hurt. Like you can just stay at Nebraska as a student, yeah, and and get your money and, and finish out your education at Nebraska. Would you say right now they're 15 over or so? Ish, yeah, and it's ish. It's so hard, and you know we didn't even talk about this, but Isaac Gifford's coming back. Bryce Benhart's coming back, which I think we expected both those guys to return. Um, Isaac Gifford was a little bit more up in the air. Uh, John Bullock still hasn't said one way or the other mm-hmm. what he's going to do, um, but at least our thought was he was gone at this point. Um, Henrich, we know, is gone um, at linebacker. Garcia Castaneda, is he coming back? I don't know. Is Marcus Washington going to get the waiver? I mean, right. there's there's a lot of pieces here still. But, but the ones that we know, Gifford especially, and, and Benhart, who was markedly better, this past season than he was two years ago. Those are significant. Oh, and then, and it's not just because of the players and the veteran and leadership and experience that they bring, but I think it's further indication of the culture that Matt Rule has built, where you get guys like that that want to come back. Mm-hmm. And that are, are the, 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 we're trying to figure out who's leaving as opposed to who's staying. Like, right. that's a such a contrast from previous off-seasons. Like, yeah. how many guys does Nebraska lose? Is Can Nebraska keep? How many can they keep? Mm-hmm. All right, final question. What do you guys do on these slow December days? Well, there aren't very many of them. I don't uh, know. I haven't, yeah, we haven't had them. Haven't I mean, it kind of was slow after the Iowa week for like was it for you because the portal wasn't open yet. Yeah. So I mean, how how was that busy for you? We had, well, know. we did have that rural press conference that one day, but I mean, you try to get stuff done at your house. <laughs> like, there's mm-hmm. usually a list oh, of yeah. calls have... and things I've got to do at home and. I'm trying to think of what it'd be like to relax. I don't uh, haven't had that for a few years. You sit down 20. with a big box from nuts.com and there was one time I came home from a game, maybe it was the Iowa game. I came home and I got some Fritos um and some dip. And I did sit I sat, I watched football for a couple hours and that was that's about as relaxing this, as it's been. This is why I like Friday nights on the road. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Iowa, I was just was about that? to say that. So like with basketball. Oh yeah. With basketball, like that's my guilty pleasure now. That like going to like Minnesota, I'm going to Kansas State, going to go to Iowa coming up here. Like that hotel, like just to be able to wake up in a quiet hotel room without screaming kids jumping mm-hmm. on me and mm-hmm. me having to like go help take care of the house. <laughs> I could just sit there and be a lazy bum. Like that's veg out. That's like my my marquee moments. Well, those Friday nights on the road yes. for football for us. Yeah, those are beautiful. Um, because the hay's in the barn. Like, yeah. no, nothing's going to really ever happen. No, team's locked in a hotel, and you're locked in on a steak. And so we're at a steakhouse <laughs> with a big whiskey. <laughs> a tomahawk. With a big wh- whistle pig whiskey on a rock. Yeah. Yeah. Just relaxing. I mean, that Friday night on the road is, is probably the most relaxing it gets. Tornado Room was – I thought Tornado Room was a highlight. In, in Madison, Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah. Even though that waiter, what he call me? Pops. What, what, what it'll be, Pops? Pops. Yeah, that was an amazing moment in our lives. All right. What it'll we, be, Pops? When we come back, uh, Nebraska basketball got a big win Oof. over Michigan State. Uh, now they'll play on Sunday at Kansas State. Robin Washett will give us the latest on that next. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Final segment here of the Husker Online show. Uh, so much more going on than just football. And we wanted to close with some basketball talk with Robin Washett as Fred Hoiberg's squad got a massive win on Sunday. They were underdogs against Michigan State. They get the win, and they kind of put their season right on track. Robin, if I would have told you Nebraska's 8-2 and two after 10 games, would that be more than holding serve, in your opinion, or about what you would have hoped? Yeah, uh, it would have been pretty much on par with my predictions. Now, you're optimistic. That's not taking into account the, the manner in which that record game you know the the Creighton and second half against Minnesota games aside but they're still right on track for where they were supposed to be at this point in a lot of people's opinions and that Michigan State game you cannot overstate how important that was and Fred Hoiberg said it himself he said we put a huge amount of emphasis on this game because they knew how critical it was coming off those two performances getting blown out of the water at home by your in-state rival in a game that was never even close and then following that up with the worst 20 minutes of basketball they played all season and that second half collapse at Minnesota they desperately needed something to get this season back on track and to beat Michigan State by seven and finish them off to where they were in control that second half they withstood every run they handled adversity which they had not done in the previous two Mm -hmm. games it breathed some life back into this team and back into the season and back into the fan base. And so you can poo-poo all you want. Michigan State coming in at 4-4. Four and four. Guess what? Michigan State was a top-five mm-hmm. team in the preseason rankings. They lost to Duke, Arizona, Wisconsin, and James Madison, who, oh, turns out they're pretty good too. So, I mean, like, that schedule that they're playing is brutal. They're going to be fine. Like, Michigan State's going to be Michigan State. Tom Izzo's going to do what he's – they're going to be playing their best basketball in March. When you look back on the season, that win – is going to be a signature win on Nebraska's resume. It could be a potential quad one win mm-hmm. when all is said and done. But more importantly, it it gives Nebraska some life again. And in, in, yeah. in, in, in a point where people were already jumping ship, saying, here we go again. Here's another 13 and 18 season. You know, let's you know put together the coaching hot boards, <laughs> all yeah, that stuff. Now it's starting. Now, now the ship has been steadied a little bit, but now they got to do it again at Kansas State. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not poo-pooing that win. For one thing, Michigan State's pretty good. I mean, yeah. now I don't know what kind of. They're, they're not they have. like Michigan State's of old, but they're still good. They have two all-league players on their roster yeah. right now. Yeah, they're. I don't know what kind of season Michigan State will have. They're having issues, but they are talented. I mean, that was That's a rep- guess who they play Saturday? Baylor. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. They're in a tough situation. They're in a tough spot. Why do they overschedule? So they do. Is that part of their tradition, Robin? Yeah. I mean, they—that's they're one of those programs that can do that. And they're going to be in the seven ten NCAA tournament game and be the ten seed. Yeah. And the next thing you know, they're in the elite eight. Rob, two things are really striking. One was Fred saying what he did about emphasis. You usually you mm-hmm. don't hear coaches do that no. all the time. No. They say we really emphasize this game. They this do. is a gigantic bounce back win. You know, oftentimes you hear coaches say they're all the same. We got to treat them all the same. No, mm-hmm. that's not what Fred said. No. And then the other thing that was really striking was Izzo was borderline Sick. despondent. Yeah. After that, usually game. he's like you know complimentary. You know, like it's, yeah, you know Nebraska's just a really good team, and he said that. But he was hard on his team, like because he knew that was a critical game for them. Right, they needed that one. Yeah, he's they're zero two in the Big Ten. Oh, right he's t- 
tearing out his hair trying to figure out what's going on with uh-huh. this team. You can tell. It's real, it was really striking to me. He's 68 years old. What it told me is he's not anywhere close to cruise control. No. I mean, this is a this not is a all. very passionate coach that was took that loss really hard. In fact, you could barely hear him talk. Mm-hmm. You really kind of had to strain to hear him. He was not happy. So it was it was it was a I mean, I liked what I liked is Nebraska shot sixty four percent in the second half against an Izzo team mm-hmm. and rebounded well. I mean, Mass had fourteen rebounds. They were the first team to shoot over fifty percent against Michigan State all season. Yeah, and that's as you mentioned, Arizona, Duke, and Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Well, and Robin, those threes that Nebraska made that were highly contested yep. is that's what Izzo really talked about in the post game. He couldn't. He's like, I mean, he almost kind of like they got lucky and hit those shots. Yeah, they did. I mean, they Sam Sam in. Hoiberg's like fall away, what. Quarter court shot, yeah. With as the shot clock expired, immediately followed by a CJ Wilcher banked in three. Like that's what Nebraska is. You saw it when they don't make shots, they get blown out against Creighton. When they Mm -hmm. make shots, I mean, look at the Minnesota game. They shot well over fifty percent from the field in the first half. They were attacking the rim, getting whatever they wanted. Second half, the offense went in shambles and they fell apart completely. So, like, that's just going to be what this season is about with this group, with the way that Fred Hoiberg plays offense. It's about shot making. Guys got to step up and hit tough shots, and you saw that with us, you know the guys across the board. But Casey Tominaga getting going again was was critical. Now, now, Robin, the early net rankings came out again this week. Mm-hmm. Big Ten doesn't look great in the net. How no. can that change? In what are we talking about? It changes uh, every day. What's it look like to you? Well, it's the. There's not a lot of top fifty teams in the Big Ten. Yeah, and usually you're you seeing almost the entire conference in the top seventy. So. Nebraska, I think on Monday, they were 68th. So that was a 10-spot jump from where they were before the Michigan State game. So that, that shows you. And so now, uh, but it is fluid. It changes every day. But is the Big Ten going to be, instead of being a 10, what do they get? What's their most bids they get, 9 or 10? I mean, it can be anywhere up to 11 or 12, depending on the year. But that's not going to be that this year. You're probably looking at 8. Yeah. Because cause the back end of the conference like isn't what it used to be. Like, the fact that Iowa's struggling as much as they are, you know, and uh, Michigan's struggling. Yeah, Michigan's, and then, um, but you got some at Maryland too. That's another team that was supposed to be a lot better. So like, it it's still early. There's a lot left. To, so, but the problem is, as we've seen in previous years, is a lot of times at this point in the year is when the narrative is set about a conference and how good a conference is. So even if the league gets better mm-hmm. and all of a sudden is starting playing really good basketball at the end of the year, the perception nationally is going to be that it's a down year. For the Big Ten. Well, then the better question is what league will take the bids from the Big Ten? Is it going to be the Big 12? Is it going to be the ACC, the Big East? I mean, there's got to be another league that takes those two or three bids from mm-hmm. the Big Ten. And the, the, the lower level conferences have kind of all turned into one bid leagues. Mm-hmm. Maybe the A10 gets two. The Mountain West is a four or five bid league, though, now. Yeah. So, I mean, it's. December. So, Early. it's a lot left yeah, to We're, we're to having play a March talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, we'll, we'll see. But thing with Nebraska is that Michigan State game was so critical is because they need resume material right now that's by far their best win of the season the next one is Duquesne so like Sunday Kansas State that's a huge one because Mm -hmm. to go and have a non-conference true road win Mm -hmm. against a Kansas State team that right now I think they're last I checked they were 80th in the net but they're 45th in Ken Palm Okay. So they're kind of all over the board. And, Sip, you've, you've talked about this off air, that they're a good team. They're not what they were last they're year, athletic. but they're good. Eight they're, and two. Eight and two. And that's on ESPN Plus, Rob? Uh, it's a streaming game, I believe. Yeah. On the exact same time as the volleyball championship game. Yes, ESPN Plus, three p- 2 p.m. Central. 
That's so the, awkward. Well, the old the old Big Twelve TV package gods didn't really care about the Nebraska volleyball Final Four game. I mean, apparently not. <laughs> apparently not. So yeah. it's going to be hard to watch both these things on pretty much if Nebraska's in the finals in, in that game as well. Rob will be in Bramlage though. I will. Yeah, Rob will be covering the game. You're staying from in Manhattan. I am staying in Manhattan. It's a it's a trip where you don't need to stay, but again. <laughs> It's like it'd be like me Go staying the night. The Grand, it's like oh, I'm gonna get a hotel on Grand Island. You know, it's driving back, long drive home. You know, I mean, don't understand. It's gonna get a room in Grand Island, Lisa. Good God, too long of a drive. Yeah, your wife doesn't watch these videos, which is good. Um, yeah. well, letting all the secrets out. Here. Yeah, that will be that'll be a fun trip. Bramlage is fun, it and is. that'll be a, it, it'll be a close game. I haven't been Aggie there, Bill, baby. The, I haven't been there since the Big Twelve days. So. Yeah, it, that's what it's, it's always fun going to those places because it does take you back. It does it feels like you're I miss going those back. trips? Yeah, I never go to Kansas City anymore. Yep. God, how often do we used to Every go year. to Kansas City? Multiple yeah. times a year. Yeah. Media yeah. Day, conference championships, yep. Big Ten or Big yep. Twelve tournament, all that stuff. Is Tom Chattel gonna let you borrow like his Big Eight hat? Oh, I know I should wear it. He's got a, he's got like a leather Letterman jacket with oh, like yeah. leather sleeves and all that. I should wear that. Well, it should be a great weekend. Robin of coverage of that. And a reminder: we have Abby Barmore in Tampa as well with full coverage yes. of the NCAA volleyball Final Four. And a reminder: if, if you want to take advantage of a great special on Husker Online, no better time right now for our YouTube listeners to get two months of Husker Online. For $1 by simply using promo code NU1. That's promo code NU1 to receive two months for two or uh, two months for one dollar. For Steve Sipple, Robin Watchett, I'm Sean Callahan. Thanks for another edition of Husker Online. Thanks again for joining us this week on Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. 